Hi there, chaps. It's Kate Sterling here. Um, and you're listening to How to uh, Live a Sterling Life, obviously, episode number eight. Um, and this episode is all about control and um, basically how to try and not let control control you and what to happen, what to happen, what to do when you feel like you're wanting to control everything and how to give yourself permission to let go of that control. Um, So control, right, this is massive. Control is something that, in my opinion, we could do a whole year's worth of podcasts on. Can you hear the dishwasher, by the way? It's just beeping in the background there. (laughs) Um, So control is huge because for me, and um, I'm sure for a lot of us, it signifies things that we're scared of happening or it signifies fear of the unknown and it signifies trying to also in this day and age control what other people think of us and that is huge because we're brought up being taught really and again not not anyone's fault it's just society um and there are there are i think pinpoints that we can or things or people or whatever's that we can institutions that we can blame for that whether that's the media or kind of messaging in the media um we're brought up thinking that we should look a certain way, we should behave a certain way, we should follow a certain path, we should be certain ways as people, we should make decisions that are A plus B and C, that everything is black and white and that there is absolutely no grey matter in the middle. And. I am going to warn you now that I think there might be a couple of expletives that come into this podcast. I will try and avoid doing that. But if you do have any children, you might want to possibly not listen to this around them. Because basically, so much of what we absorb growing up is complete bullshit. Because if we really were to actually look at it all, a lot of these companies feed us stories because there's money involved and there's an energy exchange and there's financial gain to be had. I'm not bitter, like I want to work in an industry that is all about how you look, like as an actor or, you know, presenting I've done in the past as well. It is it, fitness, it's all about like, mu- like how you look sells, right? So it's no surprise that we're constantly trying to control what people think about us because we've been brought up and conditioned to think that the like by looking a certain way or the better we look in inverted commas um, or the slimmer we are or the more things that we have or the bigger house that we have the better we're doing at life right and look I'm not going to beat around the bush yes I absolutely want to have a a nice house and I want to have nice things I like I have no shame in saying that like I want to be able to earn decent money there's nothing wrong with that I'm not trying to pretend that I'm I don't want that because I do and that's take that's taken me quite a long time to kind of say out loud and accept but yeah man I want a big house and a big garden doesn't mean I'm an asshole and likewise those that have those things it doesn't mean that they're not decent people and it doesn't mean that they haven't worked extremely hard to get there but conversely it doesn't mean they're any better than those of us that don't have those things and that's where the problem lies because that's when we start to try to control what people think about us because we don't think that we're going to fit in unless we look like a and b and c um or that we have you know 
a house and a mortgage and a kid and um, a dog and a cat as well, and maybe hamster, and also a nice big kitchen and a massive garden and um, lots of nice jewellery and all that kind of stuff, or holidays and, you know, all these things as well with social media that we're now kind of conditioned to think that, oh, well, I don't have those things, so my life's rubbish, which is not true. This is what this podcast is about. This is about you realising that the power of really like acknowledging and enjoying all the small little bits you have in your life are the powerful things that will maybe even lead to those dreams that you have um, or that will help take you on a path that is the journey that you deserve to live not what anyone else is living but what you want to live and um, this issue of control is fascinating to me because basically when I was 16, 17 I had anorexia so an eating disorder and I I think I weigh, I don't really know what I weigh now, but I weigh about, I don't know, 10 and a bit stone, 63 kilograms or something. But I went down to, I actually don't have scales. I haven't had scales for a very, very long time. And weight is not important. That's a podcast for another day. But, you know, uh, you're not defined by what your scales are saying. I'll save that for a podcast for another day. But basically, I went down to about 30, I actually really remember it, 36 or 37 kilograms, which was about six stone. So I looked like skin and bones. And a lot of that was, was control. So I was micromanaging food intake or not as the case may be. I um, basically wasn't eating. Um, I was over-exercising. So I was overly controlling my movement to try and maintain a certain body weight or frame um, or to look a certain way. And uh, it took me a long time to figure out what had caused that. And I think a lot of it was based on the fact that I felt really insignificant around my friends. I felt, and that wasn't anything that they were doing. I just didn't feel like I was as good as them. And I'd also wanted to be an actor. And I thought that the thinner I was, the better I would kind of be as an actor, which is also rubbish. And there's a huge amount of work to be done in still in the creative industries in that respect um, with kind of normalizing normal bodies and things like that um but that issue of control as well stems from a place of 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 wanting to keep things safe so a lot of the time if we feel whether it's stressed or anxious in other situations we try and control what we can to feel safe and secure and often it's linked to um like i was saying about people's perception of ourselves so I really loved it when people said to me, oh, you look great, you've lost weight. And I was like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing here because at the time that was like a validation. And that's why we do also have to be careful. Um, And this is again, another podcast for another day. But as a trainer, you know, I'm always really conscious that as a fitness trainer, I am really conscious that it doesn't take much to spiral down a path of of overly restrictive behavior or overly obsessive behavior when it comes to changing how we look or how we behave. And because once that control bug gets in your head, oh my gosh, it is so hard to get rid of. It is like, it just goes and gets into your head and then you can't get rid of it. And I think it can create a lot of stress. It can create a lot of anxiety and it can really take over because what it starts to do is that your thoughts basically then become all about control and all about what you can do rather than allowing things to happen. And it's like that feeling when you have a really intense micromanaging boss who just won't give you the freedom to do your own thing because they, they're, they're scared of or their, their lack of trust in you perhaps or whatever it is, their lack of trust of other people means that they can't let other people just do their job because they want to 
micromanage everything and have control. Um, business owners can be quite like that. I've worked with quite a few people who aren't like I haven't been able to be a good manager because there's felt like there's restriction in terms of what I'm capable of doing because they're not giving that trust over to someone who needs the trust to be able to do a good job. And then that goes into a cycle of, well, you're not doing a good enough job. And it's like, well, if you gave me the space. Um, and I think if you're a manager, it's really great to check in and see, you know, how are you managing your teams? Like, are you able to really hear them or are you just talking over them all the time and, you know, hear, not really listening to their opinions and their views and still doing what's right for you based on what's right for you because you're trying to control the outcome. Um, and this is something that has taken me decades, right? So I'm 36 now. Um, I was 16, it's 20 years ago. I realized I wanted to recover because I was playing basketball um, one day, basketball, I was chucking a ball around a core at a very nice private members posh, well not private members club, but it was like a fitness club, um, which I had to be a member of. And I basically had no strength and I couldn't throw the ball even like halfway to the basketball net. And I just got furious and I kind of had a moment of out of controlness by flinging the ball around and screaming and yelling in this basketball pitch because I was so furious at myself for what I'd done to my body. But then ironically, because I was still in that sense of control or that space of control, I couldn't give myself the freedom to not have the control because I was so used to the control that the thought of not having the control was really, really, really hard to let go of. and. That was 20 years ago, and I think probably even over the last two years, really, even after last lockdown, is like the first time that I've I've fully been able to find a healthy balance with it all. Because there were still moments of using, um, whether it's over-exercising or controlling what I was eating um, or drinking, um, to to feel like I was in control. And often sometimes, often sometimes, sometimes what happens is when we're in those cycles of real strict control, you then have moments of absolute explosion of out of controlness because it's like you've given yourself that little glimmer of what it could be like to not be so controlled. And it, it's just like the, the cat is out the bag or the, the can of worms has been opened and the worms are just going all over the place. And then that's bad because, well, it's not bad, but then that's not very useful because then you go around in the circle always of like restriction and explosion and control and restriction and explosion and control and then within that there's self-judgment and self-loathing and shame and guilt and all that kind of stuff just goes in this really horrible toxic cycle and maybe the circles are like interlinking or maybe they're kind of feeding into each other but it is exhausting and it's really 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 tiring and um, I was really bad at doing this after my divorce. I tried to explicitly control the outcome. I tried to really control what people were thinking of me. And regardless of what I was trying to control, no matter how good I was trying to make myself feel in the situation, um, basically what I learned was people are gonna judge you anyway, right? So whatever you're doing, even if you're trying to portray or project into the world the most perfect version of you, someone is still going to judge you and someone out there is still not going to think that you're doing the right thing because we all have our own opinions and we all have our own upbringings and we all have our own interpretations especially if what we project into the world isn't the true story or isn't like the whole picture 
And then people are going to pick the snippets that feed a certain narrative for them. And whilst you're trying to control the narrative in your head of your path, they're creating a story in their head and their path. And I've had this happen where I've had people question me about decisions that I've made, which I found really difficult to even comprehend that they could ask me because they weren't in that situation at the time or there was an element of judgment about decisions being made. And you can't do that with people because you have no idea really in the bigger picture because we're all trying to micromanage what everyone else is thinking about us all the time. And I don't blame them. Like I would have probably done the same in that situation. And I think that we can also give our friends a really hard time. I mean, I did, and I feel bad about that at times, but ultimately they have their element of control within their lives. And I have my element of control within my life and you have your element of control within your life. And so we're all trying to control what people think of us all the time. It's like when you go out and you put on your nice clothes, like whether you're going out by yourself or with friends or your partner, that you that is putting out a message to the world about how you want to be seen and how you want to be received. And then you might feel great in your clothes. And then Joe Bloggs walking down the street might either give you a look that you're then like, oh my God, they're judging me. But Joe Bloggs might be thinking, wow, she looks great. Or she might, they might be thinking, oh, she looks awful. And you've thought, oh, they're checking me out. Like we're constantly interpreting other people's thoughts and projections that we're all putting out into the world. And that's exhausting as well, because then you're trying to control other people's thoughts, um, which you just actually can't do. So that's one thing to really let go of. And I've done a lot of work over this last year because obviously I'm not perfect. Like I'm still working at all this stuff to really try and let go of that. Like I know that for me, and again, quite explicitly after my divorce, I have really, really, really struggled um, coming to grips or coming to terms with um, what that means for my social life, right? So what that means for how I feel with friends that I've known for a very, very long time, based on the fact that that world shifted and um, the guy I married is a part of that life now and he'll always be there but like we're separate, but we're different people, but we're together there. We're not together, but we're there, if that makes sense in that space. I can't control that. I can't control the fact that that is the case now, because if you try to control that, it's like you're trying to control other people's choices, which I did try to do because I've, I've talked about this in a previous episode about how for me, my friends turned into a currency after the divorce because I had no money or anything like that. I had to move back in with my parents. And so there was this huge sense of, well, I've got to try and control the one thing that I still own. And I, you don't own people. We can't own people. And that goes for ourselves as well. So part of this is um, being able to acknowledge those thoughts that come into your mind. So those controlling thoughts, whether it's about how you see yourself or whether it's around food or whether it's around drink or whether it's around exercise or whether it's around how you want to be seen out in the world. The first big important thing is to acknowledge that you're even thinking like that, because until you realize that that thought is even coming into your head, it's gonna control you. And I like to give the brain a name. So you can either think of your thoughts as like the monkey mind, or you could think of your thoughts. I don't know why this happened. When I started writing this book that I wrote, started writing a few years ago, I called the mind Linda. 
So Linda is the monkey mind, right? And you can literally tell Linda to fuck off. So pardon my French, I'm really sorry if you get offended by bad language, but sometimes it's just great to use that word. So F off or bog off or like bog off or go away or do one or whatever you want to do, whatever is the best kind of term for you. Whenever that thought comes in, whether it's a controlling thought about how you want people to see you or it's a controlling thought about how you think you should be based on what other people have told you to be, you can catch that thought and you can say, fuck off, Linda, that's not true. Bog off, Linda, that's not true. Go away, monkey mind. That's a that's a fallacy, that's a lie. That's something that you were telling me that is not true. I don't want to wear that because it's the most conservative outfit. I want to wear those shorts because it's hot and I, I need to get my legs some air. Not based on what other people are gonna think of you in those shorts, because, but because that's what's right for you. And sometimes as well, this comes into relationships quite a lot. I've had to work very hard at this. Um, And sometimes it comes into trying to control getting into a relationship if you're not in a relationship. And basically it's really tricky as well if you're coming at, at it from a place of whether you've had a previous relationship that you're still learning how to be in your new relationship. That took me a long time to adapt to being with a different person because if you shift to a new relationship and you go into a new relationship, you're with someone completely different to perhaps who you've been with for a big chunk of your life. And so you can't control that other person and maybe you realise that you tried to control an ex or a previous partner in a way that wasn't... um, wasn't beneficial to your relationship and likewise with family members we can do this with family members you know yes as a family we are or you are in a unit but ultimately each individual family member is an individual human and has every right to be an individual human with their views and things like that not saying that you have to agree with everyone in your family or have to agree with your partner all the time or your friends but it's about acknowledging that you can't control that they're going to have their own opinion and we're all entitled to our opinion. And that is what makes for really interesting conversation. And so starting to really acknowledge the thoughts that come in. So for example, if I say about, or if I explore an example where it comes to my body, for example, if I'm thinking, oh God, well, I'm not feeling that great in my body. I better just, you know, no, I can't eat that for like a month. I'm not gonna eat chocolate for a month. That can become, for me personally, obsessive and I can become almost phobic of the food because I'm trying to control so much what I'm putting into my body. And this is why as a trainer, I've always been really against telling people that they can't eat food because as soon as you start to think, well, I can't have that, it immediately turns into something like a control battle, a battle of, well, I'm not allowed that, I'm not allowed that, that's like, no. And you've put up that barrier in a way that you actually might never be able to break back down again. And of course, this is individual and it's personal to you. But one of the biggest things is to kind of acknowledge that you even feel like you want to control everything. That's huge. Maybe it's about writing a list down of the things that you want to control and having a look through that list and and having a look at why you might want to control those things. For example, you can't control if someone else in your team is not hitting their deadlines. That's if, you know, regardless of whether you're a manager or not. Yeah, man, it's super frustrating if someone isn't doing their job properly, but you can't control that person. You can encourage them to work better. You can share tips on how they can be a better 
or more supportive member of the team or the more effective member of the team. But you ultimately can't be them. You can only be yourself. And so you also, in that respect, it's the best thing is to let go of the things that you can't control to be able to give yourself space to focus on the things you can. That was one of the best piece of advice that one of my friends gave me. And I know it sounds like I give my friends bad rap and I don't mean to at all. They're incredible and I love them dearly. Um, and it just that is that in a divorce situation or a breakup situation, if you're in a group that everyone is a part of, that's just complicated. So I love my friends dearly and I don't want, like I've said about previous in a previous episodes, I don't want anyone to think badly of anyone. That's not the case. But a really um, good friend from that kind of social circle that I grew up with, um, once suggested when I was really struggling with my anxiety and depression that I look to let go of the things that I can't control so that I could focus on the things that I can. So if you think about that from a perspective for you, so let go of the things you can't control, focus on the things you can. And anxiety is linked in hugely with control. I mean, it's such a big part. If you look at the last year, for example, with the news and whatever, the amount of of stress that came up through the news for some people with watching all this bad stuff happening all the time, turn the news off. You can control that. You can control how much exposure you're getting to negative news to be able to bring positivity back into your life. Likewise, the thoughts that you might have about yourself, you can control those. You can turn them around. You can. You can. It's just a matter of whether you want to. Because sometimes as well, we get into this victim triangle of, um, feeling like we're the victim, like everything is going wrong for us all the time and it's not fair. And I, again, have been in that position and, and it's a really negative place to be, but you can get out of it, but you have to start reframing everything. You have to start seeing it from different people's perspectives. You have to start understanding that people have their own opinion about life. You have to start to really accept your mistakes. That's a big part. Be kind to yourself. We all mess up, sometimes hugely but you can't just keep playing over those because that will just make your life miserable, more miserable than it needs to be. You know, we learn from the mistakes. That's like, that's the best thing that you can do. And so that element of understanding as well, that some things are entirely out of your control, like some things you absolutely cannot control. The best thing you can do is to do the very best you can. And that is the very best you can. So there are some things, for example, like, with, um, let's talk about like conception. So with conception, for example, there are factors that you can control. You can control being in a healthy weight. You control tracking your diet and, um, sorry, not tracking your diet, tracking your cycle. You can control looking to track when you ovulate to be able to, um, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say do the old hanky panky. <laughs> to, you know, you can control when to try and have sex basically so that you can try and conceive the factors out of your control are things like nature doing its thing and not working in your favor um from a biological standpoint other factors like you know things that just don't work out if you do conceive like miscarriage like some of that stuff you can't control and it is just going to happen some things are really shit and are just going to happen in life and if you accept that as a mindset as well, it means you can feel all the pain and all the stuff that comes up with those experiences 
and then you can move forward through them and not get stuck in them. And I think that's what I really learned about the divorce as well was that, yeah, I tried to control too much for too long rather than accepting that a situation had changed and moving on from that situation. I was trying so hard to just keep everyone else happy all the time. I was trying so hard to control what people thought about me. I was trying so hard to keep everyone from probably even seeing how sad I was that it didn't do me any favors. It took me, it's probably taken me up to about now, it's been five years now, up to even about now that I feel comfortable to fully really be myself. Even then I can still feel there's a little, there's a little layer or two still to go on that. Five years, that is a super long time. So also remember that these things, these like mindset changes take so long. Some things take shorter amounts of time, but look, 20 years after an eating disorder, I've had to still keep working at my mindset about it. I still have to keep giving myself permission because some of it as well is that sense of if you set rules for yourself every week, well, what happens when you're living in the moment, right? Say you're not gonna have a drink Monday to Friday, gets to Wednesday, you just fancy a drink, right? Cause it's Wednesday and the sun's out and you're like, oh, oh maybe my mates are meeting up or whatever, or you're by yourself cause you live by yourself because many of you do and that's cool too. And you just fancy a glass of wine. What happens if you actually have the glass of wine? You probably will just have the glass of wine. You probably won't drink the bottle. And then you'll probably get to Friday and be like, oh, actually I don't feel like I need to drink two bottles of wine because I had the glass on Wednesday and that alleviated a bit of the pressure and it was nice. And it was a bit of a like, oh, that was a really good moment in life. And that's the same with food. If you restrict yourself with food all week, you control, control, control. And you get to Friday and you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna eat five different takeaways and then I'm gonna have a tub of Ben and Jerry's and then I'm gonna wash it down with a bottle of gin. Obviously that's quite an extreme example, but you get the idea. If you, during the week, were like, oh, I fancy a bit of ice cream today. And you're like, well, what happens if I just eat a bit of ice cream? You'll probably just eat a bit of ice cream. And then you'll be like, that was nice. I've had enough now, I'm gonna put it away. Whereas when you get to that point of you're trying to control everything, the release is nuts. And that's when other mistakes happen. That's when, from experience, for me, situations have risen or come up that I'm not even conscious in whether it's from releasing and drinking too much alcohol and bad things have happened and then the regret that comes from that is just not worth it trust me so I think from a compassionate point of view just be super kind to yourself and remember that like have a real have a real think about what is the worst that can happen because a lot of this is based in fear, it's based in the unknown, it's based in trying to control the future. And, and it stops us from actually enjoying the present moment. Go back and listen to last week's episode again, because they're quite linked. Because if you're trying to control outcomes all the time, you're not living in the now. You're not allowing the path ahead to unravel like it could do in a really exciting way if you're trying to control the outcome. There's something in Alexander Technique, which is something we were taught at drama school called end gaming end gaming so it's about basically trying to get to the end without playing the game or without enjoying the journey so it's about like thinking for example if you just let's use like i don't know you want to buy a house all you keep thinking about is buying the house right you're not even going to enjoy the process of saving the money of building your career to get to the house because you're going to be so focused on the house that you're going to get to the house you're going to get the house you're going to buy the house and you'll be like oh my god i just spent 20 years what have I just done in 20 years of my life? You don't want to do that. You want to enjoy every single day as it comes. Yeah, sure, structure can be great. Structure is really good for us. It can really provide a framework for our days. Having a healthy balance is super important. 
I'm not saying that you should completely lose control and just eat McDonald's all the time. But there is a sense that if you allow things to unravel naturally, it is way more exciting that way. It takes away the pressure off you when other people aren't doing their bit in the in the picture. I mean, I know that sometimes with jobs, the responsibility responsibility does fall on shoulders. I've been in very stressful jobs in the past where you're relying on everyone else hitting their deadlines. You just got to do the best that you can. You can't do any more than that. Likewise, you can't control what people think of you. You can just be the best person or the best version of yourself that you can be. You cannot give any more than that. Yes, you're going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm still going to make loads more mistakes in my life, but we learn from them. And if we can learn from our mistakes and become better people as a result, then that's part of the joy of the whole experience. Because then, you know, this podcast wouldn't be here if I hadn't made loads of massive, stupid, dumb mistakes over the last decade. Like, that's part of the joy of this podcast is that, you know, we're all going to make those mistakes as we go along. Yeah, some people learn them quicker than others, but sometimes, you know, sometimes life just happens. And you, you're only doing the best that you can in that situation with what you know already. So I hope that helps. I think if it doesn't, let me know so I can expand further on it. But basically, this week, try just seeing what happens if you just take off the brakes a little bit. It, I'm not saying you should totally go and like get in a car and not put your foot on the brake that is not letting go of control control is just acknowledging that control is controlling you once you start to acknowledge that you'll be able to identify what areas of control are causing that stress and frustration what areas of control in your life can you alleviate the pressure from and and keep you focused just on enjoying your experience on earth in this planet in this wonderful world with wonderful people and and experiences to be had. <sighs> 30 minutes goes really quick. Um, anyway, I'd be really, really, really interested to hear your thoughts on that. Um, thank you so much again for listening. I'm sorry if sometimes uh, this goes off on a little tangent within it, but I like to keep them fluid and with my thoughts within the structure that I think of. Uh, please do keep sharing, rating, reviewing, sharing your opinions and thoughts, sharing ideas of what you'd like me to talk about. I hope you have an awesome week and I am sending you so much love from an actual sunny day. What a relief. Uh, take it easy, chaps, and I will speak to you soon. Bye.